Welcome to the On Our Way Home podcast for our Cornerstone family and friends. The goal of On Our Way Home is to encourage you to keep taking steps with Jesus. Take them with Cornerstone as well as taking them with a few close friends. And we do that so we'll keep on Jesus' path. And that path uh, is a path of truth which leads to life with the Father. I'm Pastor Joel. I'm your host today. And I'm joined by one of our newest church uh, family members, Sarah Lohman. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Welcome to the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, glad you could be a part. Tell us a little bit about you. Well, I have lived here in Ludington for about 12 and a half years. Um, I'm originally from California, and that's where I met my husband, but he is from Michigan, which brought us to Michigan. Yeah. And we've been married for 17 years, and we have two children. Awesome. Cool. And uh, you're new to the uh, membership at Cornerstone, yes. but you've been participating and serving here uh, with the Iwana program mm-hmm. and other things. And so uh, kind of all in already. <laughs> and so we're glad you're a part of the family with us. Well, thank you. Yeah. And uh, if you're joining us for the podcast today, uh, we're, we're talking, this is our eighth episode. And I hope that this is maybe uh, being not just helpful, but getting part of your routine uh, as you're listening in. And we're just kind of discussing Working our way through Come and See, a book by Todd Wagner, Pastor Todd Wagner. We're looking this week at um, an, another challenging topic, uh, <laughs> another challenging chapter. And um, we're, we're talking about having a great week of worship. And uh, so uh, when you think of worship, Sarah, what, is that, what does that bring to your mind? Well, you know, honestly, immediately what brings what comes to my mind is worshiping in church. Yeah. And um, so this book, when Ryan asked if I would talk about this, I was like, okay, I really have to think about worshiping, you know, every day because, um, and as thinking about it, I really do believe that our lives should be lives of worship. Like yeah. Romans twelve talks about to offer your bodies as living sacrifices pleasing to the Lord and to renew your mind daily. And so, um, how everything that you do should be worship to God and should be pleasing to Him. Yeah. Yeah, it can be easy to just think about it right off the top of your head of it's, you know, singing in church on Sunday. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But it can be so much more than that. Um, Of course, that's what the author is kind of pointing to. Um, And he kind of, I think one of the the real challenging things to think through that he puts forward is, uh, do do we too highly value one day of the week and uh, as that relates to worship? And I think that's kind of, you know, a challenge as we think about the church and about worship as a whole. Yes. Yeah. Um, Sundays, you know, obviously I'm a pastor, right? And so <laughs> yeah. Sundays are important. I think they are. Yeah. I do. And they're a great yeah. time to come together, the whole church family, to celebrate and do that. Yes. But... The author says this, he's got this quote, reverence was never intended to be only an hour of our week or a mere portion of our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's to be more than that. Yes, it right? is. Yeah. And uh, the, the Sunday hour is an awesome hour, mm-hmm. um, but how many more hours do we have, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we fill them with lots of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you were saying, you know, wor- worship is, it should be you know, an ongoing thing, mm-hmm. right? And scripture points to that in so many different places. It does. Yes. Yeah. Um, we, when we think about this, I, I always think about churches growing up. I grew up in church mm-hmm. too. And, um, you know, for, I don't know about for you, was church kind of just like that, like an hour, um, just an hour growing up or more? 
Um, well, kind of, I guess, you know, went through phases. When I was young, I was actually homeschooled by an aunt of mine up to the fourth grade, and she was a born-again Christian, and so, and she really um, made it so that, um, like, our whole life should be worshiping to God. I think that she did a really good job of really emphasizing that in our school schooling and in our lives that everything we do should bring glory to God. And then as I got older, um, I did fall away from from the church for a while, and I came back when I was around 18. When I came back, I I went to a church I would say is a little bit more seeker-friendly, and um, I don't know. I don't think that my whole—I think it was maybe a little bit more of a of a Sunday experience for me. Mm-hmm. And then um, I did start going to a church that where I started doing Bible studies, and that was reading in the Word I can remember still, specifically um, a passage that I read when I, it was my first Bible study. It was actually in First Samuel, which is kind of mm. a weird book to do, but it was um, where Samuel is saying to Saul that God dev- desires obedience over sacrifice. And um, that was so convicting to me because I realized in my church um, walk, even though I believe I was I was truly born again and truly trying to follow God, I was, um, I thought that, I don't know, to, to me, I thought that my sacrifice of going to church or trying to do things for God was what God was desiring and not the yeah. whole obedience of my whole life and my whole life being centered on Him. I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes sense. But, yeah. Well, and yeah. I think... You know, I don't think the author, or even uh, as we are working our way through it, that this this doesn't have to be about guilt. Yeah. You know yeah. that um, we don't we shouldn't be guilted into doing something. The the joy of worshiping God on a daily basis through all of our everything that's going on yeah. um, is is certainly uh, what Jesus wants. And so often, I think it's us. We're the ones who are making it something it's not supposed to be. Yeah. You know, I, I grew up, it wasn't one hour a week. It was, you know, Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, <laughs> Wednesday night, uh, you know, and we didn't miss any of those. And if there was anything mm-hmm. else, you know, so we got more than just an hour. But even in that, um, it wasn't just about the time, you know, and often we made it more or I've made it more about that, I think, mm-hmm. where worshiping um, having a great week of worship is um, obviously all about Jesus, but instead of me trying to make it about those hours, you know, if I've yeah. checked off those boxes, then I, I've been a good Christian. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's, I don't think that's what God's wanting mm-hmm. for us. It's more, it's more than that. It's relational, right? And, um, and yet uh, coming for um, an experience that might be an uh, an initial draw for people, and that's that's okay, right? Yeah. But I think there's more. Mm-hmm. There's more for people. Yes. Right. And um, so it's there's no no guilt in just coming on Sunday and checking it out, right? <laughs> no. Uh, but I think it is the hope that you know um, that we'll see people taking more further deeper steps in and being more all in. Yes. Yeah. So, what if our daily lives? Are, are more organized um, around showing respect for God and, and love for others is a question from the book um, rather than around an event, mm-hmm. right? What, is, what does that look like? Yeah, I think that that's, I mean, 
a really good question and really the essence of what Jesus taught. What did he say? The two greatest commandments are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and the other is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And so, um, but the first one is to love, so if we're focused on loving God with our whole lives, then the natural outflow is to love our neighbors and to love others, and it will um, show us how to do that because we can't really love our neighbors the way that God wants us to unless we're loving them in a godly way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, putting God first, I think that having that be um, an intentional step, like you said, you don't want it to be a checkbox, but um, I don't know, at least for me, I don't tend to do things, um, and maybe it is just me. <laughs> But I don't tend to do things just naturally on my own. I really needed to be intentional about doing things or else I will not do them. And so I intentionally, I do read my Bible every morning and pray every morning. And I have to be really in that, like that Romans 12, 1 renews my mind. And that Mm -hmm. intentionally sets me going forward on God. What do you want me to do this day and let me live my life um, for you? And how do you want me to live it? Because not just my own idea of what, I think God wants me to do, but God, what do you actually really say that you want me to do? Yeah. Yeah. Routines uh, are not a bad thing. They can help, you know, keep us one of the, that just reminds me when I went to Bible college, one of the very first classes we took, it was this, the study of prayer was mm-hmm. the name of the class. And the teacher uh, uh, required all of the students to um, start their day with God, which, oh, that makes sense that you would do that. Uh, but he was like, literally, but put a sticky note over your alarm clock that says, start your day with God and see if you'll just spend like a minute, just the first minute, see how much that could impact your whole day. Yeah. That, that um, really still sticks with me. Um, I remember the name of the class and everything, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where uh, that, that's a way I think for us practically, because it's, Many of us need those practical steps. Okay, how do I actually have a great week of worship if it's, uh, you know, I I need a little structure and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. What if you would just give one minute Mm -hmm. um, at the beginning of the day and see how much that could impact? And then... And then go, don't stay at one minute. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's sort of the call for us is uh, I don't think God wants us with one minute Mm-mm. or or one hour for the week. Yeah. There's more. And as you um, are more involved in in our lives as a church family together, I think mm-hmm. there's more for us. Um, the more all in, the more God's going to pour in yeah. uh, kind of thing is what we're going to experience. The... Page 72 in the book says this, the gathering should be where the church is reminded. We don't want God to tell us you have reverent meetings, but are not highly reverent people in your living. Um, I think that's a a very different perspective um, when it comes to what's Sunday all about, right? Mm -hmm. When you you plan, if you will, (laughs) or or you show up to church on Sunday, what's, what's it about for for you, you know, or maybe even for your family. Mm-hmm. How do you, uh, I often try to think about it, what do my kids think about this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, cause I think they often can give good insight, but be, being reminded is a kind of a different way to look at Sunday morning, mm-hmm. you know, um, where that's just a, uh, time of celebrate re- reminded so that we're ready to go for the rest of the, the rest yeah. of the week together. Um, 
Do you have a busy family schedule, Sarah? Um, it, the busyness comes and goes. Yeah. <laughs> it goes in waves. So, right. so sometimes more busy than others. Yeah. So, do you find that hard um, as far as just when when it gets busy with family mm-hmm. life to to prioritize? You know, not necessarily Sunday morning, but mm-hmm. the rest of you know the Christian life. Yes, I and I think that it's a struggle for. Um, Yeah, it is a struggle. And then to really remember that God has given everything. And so, um, like, one of the verses that he talks about in this book, in this chapter, he goes to Malachi. And Malachi, um, I had read it before, and and there again, it's just really convicting, like you said, not out of guilt, but still, like, how am I living for God? Because the things that um, God condemns, in Malachi is that people were um, not were were giving the worst to God, so they were giving like blemished animals when the sacrifices, and that um, the the pastors or the priests were not teaching, um, were not turning people from sin, so we're teaching um, not teaching correctly. And um, what was the third thing? <laughs> it down and now that I'm here I can't remember what it was oh and they were perverting justice they were saying that everything that was evil was good uh. and um and you know that that first one where bringing blemish sacrifices where our whole our whole lives are supposed to be living sacrifices to God and if I'm always so busy where I'm giving uh, like I've, and I see this a lot where it's just like, oh, if I have time, then I'll go to church, or oh, yeah. if I have time, then I'll read my Bible, or trying to fit God into your busy lives if you have time, where really it should be the opposite that it should be God, He's given us everything, our very lives. And so it should be the first thing, the highest priority in our lives. Mm-hmm. We're giving blemish sacrifices by just trying to fit God in and not making Him number one. And I am guilty of that sometimes yeah. more so than others. Um, and I'm so thankful that, you know, for Jesus and that God, every day, like I have to remind myself sometimes, sometimes I feel guilty about things that, you know, God's mercies are new every day and that every day is a new day and that, yeah. you know, you confess your sins and he's faithful and just to forgive them. And yeah. so, but yeah, each day is a new day to seek first the kingdom of God. Exactly. Right? It's yes. not that it's not each that, moment. <laughs> yeah. It's not that yeah. going to soccer practice is wrong. No. Right. No. You can, you can go to soccer practice with your kids and on the way, play some worship music, yes. right? Or pray before the game. Yeah. Uh, not that we have to eliminate all uh, other things because I think there's opportunity in, in other things. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, throughout the rest of our week, yeah. we're at work, we're uh, doing you know soccer practices and running back and forth from taking kids to school mm-hmm. and um, you know or going to the Lions Club, whatever it might be. <laughs> um, I'm not going to the Lions Club yet, but th- those kind of things, uh, they're all opportunity mm-hmm. Right um, to the those activities of themselves are necessarily bad or wrong, um, but they are still opportunities to continue our worship. Yes, right? yeah, and that's I remember we did this. I did this Deuteronomy study, and it was talking about you know teach your kids as you're walking by the way, as you're eating, as you're it says as you're going through life, and that yeah. was like okay. And so then you know being purposeful about trying to do that, like you said in the car. Now it's when you're driving in the car, yeah. <laughs> than walking usually. Right. And even yeah. the Israelites, you know, they they attempted to do this, and then even got got their own legalistic 
practices brought into like, you know, write it on your arms or put it on your foreheads mm-hmm. and they'd make little boxes yeah. or whatever and wear them. Yeah. Uh, not saying necessarily you have to do that, but mm-hmm. do remember to keep on worshiping God because what everything is because of him in the first place. Yes. And um, so it's a natural response. And then it's also, um, as he talks in the book, it's the church and the Christian life is about making disciples, not having meetings, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Jesus didn't just uh, call the disciples for one big meeting or even a weekly meeting. He said, come follow me, and then walked the way and said, come walk with me. Yeah. And uh, I love that that picture. It's a disciple-making process. That's more what the church is about or mm-hmm. should be about. Um, I think that's the challenge of come and see. The book is kind of challenging. Hey, church, do we have... Our perspectives, our priorities, right? Are we uh, following what God wants for us? Um, and so that's a real uh, challenge. But there again, tons of opportunity to be mm-hmm. discipling, right? Yes. Um, or being being discipled. But uh, um, you know, I've I've got three young kids too, and every day is an opportunity for me to disciple my family. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think it can start for the church. And we start doing that and discipling one another. And all of a sudden, there's life, yes. you know, and it gets exciting. Yeah. And so uh, he says, uh, worship is not just about punching a, a worship time card. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, but it's hard because um, that's easier, mm-hmm. maybe, yeah. than uh, doing discipleship. Mm-hmm. Discipleship yeah. is messy because it's about it's it involves people, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, sometimes we've got to get a little peopley, mm-hmm. uh, which means it might be a little messy. But that's what we're we're called to. Um, how do how do we how do we get there? How do we go from? Uh, it's no longer about checking the box or punching a a card. What's what's a practical way for us um, to be doing that? I was thinking about this. Um... I think, and there again, it just, this is, I have, this is me. And so I don't, I think other people can do it more naturally. And I certainly have had natural discipleship type of friendships. Yeah. But um, something that's really helped me is like intentionality, Um, Bible studies. I've Mm -hmm. really um, have grown so much in Bible studies. Uh, I have the Bible study, I think I spoke about it. At the beginning, um, it was in a college group, and I remember it, they actually had these intentional um, discipleship groups that they put us in, where mm. you would go and you would ask each other um, questions about your week and how to, so intentionally trying to disciple one another. Um, and I think that, that <laughs> sometimes it's easier if you, mm-hmm. for me anyways, if you have like the intentionality of it. Um or intentionally realizing how important it is. And the Bible was written, um, like the whole Bible we see throughout. That's where I find it so amazing. I know in the, um, even in my generation and younger generation, thinking that you don't um, need church. Well, if you see the Old Testament, the New Testament is all written about how to love God and love each other, like in the believing community. The mm-hmm. whole, basically, the most of the New Testament is written to the church and how to live together as a church yeah. and how to be together. I think realizing that and and being intentional, like okay, who and praying about it. I know mm-hmm. God says, if you seek, you will find, and that's something that He wants. I know that there has been times in my life where I said, God you know, show me how to use me. And he's just brought people in my life that it's like, okay, this is 
what this is who I'm supposed to be discipling mm-hmm. now. Like I, if he, if somebody's in your life and you're a Christian, then they're there for a reason, whether or not. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I would go as far, even if there's somebody that maybe they might irritate you for some reason or whatever it is, but God has them in your life for a reason. Yep. Yeah. I think that's a great perspective because um, it's easier to look at, well, I'd rather just do this all by myself, (laughs) just me and Jesus. It's so much easier, but that's not what he Mm -hmm. called us to. And that's a great picture of really being the church is it's not just about me. Yeah. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ, obviously, uh, our relationship with him, but our relationship with one another as we're in relationship with Christ. And so uh, that intentionality of getting together with groups, huge. Mm-hmm. You know, I really, I think that's so true that um, if we're worshiping 24-7, we should be doing that not on our own, not, uh, you know, as a hermit, yeah. uh, but in life together. <laughs> I love that. Um, worship is uh, how you do dishes, you mm-hmm. argue and you work through conflict in your home, you forgive one another, you help your neighbor, you walk your walk, you sh- dog, you shovel the sidewalk, you go shopping, you do all these things, but as you do them, mm-hmm. as you're doing life, don't do it alone, and uh, as you do it, see it as an opportunity to worship. Can you worship doing the dishes? Is yes. that really possible? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, that, and that's another reminder. I can remember when my kids were really young at listening to this that whatever you do, right, do it for the glory of God. No matter what it is, God sees. And we're supposed to do it to please God, not to please others. So if God has you in this time, especially I think when, you know, I guess as women, that's where I remember being kind of discouraged because when I was home, you know, with two little toddlers, it's like, all I'm doing is cleaning. <laughs> nobody's, and there is no, and and honestly, it's my pride. There's nobody telling me, great, you're doing such a good job, Sarah. <laughs> but, but I don't, I the only praise that I need is from God, and this is what God's called me right now. He sees, and He, it's bringing glory to Him, whatever yeah. you're doing. So if you're doing it for Him. and, and Yep. Yeah, great, great reminder for uh, for those moms out there who might be <laughs> listening while their uh, toddlers are running around. It's great for really any age, stage mm-hmm. of life of things. We're all at different places and experiencing different things. It doesn't have to be that you've got three little crazies running around at yeah. home. <laughs> um, it, it's wherever you're at, see opportunity in that time, that place with people, um, and and man. Worship is so awesome, mm-hmm. and that God gives us opportunity to do it all week long, not yes. just <laughs> at church when we get together, which can be awesome too. Yeah. And I hope that it is. You know, we're not we're not saying uh, we're giving up the gathering. Uh, no, gathering so, so important, important, right? Yes. But that that is truly just a, a brief moment of mm-hmm. our our time um, weekly, and so uh, I think it it is important to see. Man, uh, there's so much more. Yeah. Um, as part of that. Yeah. Right? And I know. Well, I would say, too, I think that Sundays are, they, like we say, being sent, I, I get so much encouragement from them and being with other people and other Christians, I almost feel like that I need Sunday, like, in the middle of the week, too, mm-hmm. <laughs> to yeah. keep me going. That's where 
being with other Christians is we do we need I need other people I need more encouragement I need right. encouragement to keep on yeah those connecting points are mm-hmm. huge uh, more than just an hour that's why church is more than just an hour yeah. it's connecting multiple points in the week with the, the other uh, church family and um, re- being reminded of the mission mm-hmm. right yes of hey we're, we we can do this I can do this Sarah's <laughs> with me um, you, you know we're mm-hmm. in this together let's go. Right? Yes. And so that can really be a pick me up that we need. Yeah. Um to to keep on it. So Yes. Don't stop worshiping. Um Sarah, thanks for joining us today for our podcast and uh Hope that all you who are tuning in for this uh, found some encouragement, some challenge there. Keep on worshiping. Um, do it, engage. Look for those things where you can connect um, with the church family. Come find Sarah. Connect with her. Uh, she's <laughs> awesome. And uh, her kids. So um, thanks for, for joining us today. Uh, you can share this podcast with uh, friends, family. Talk about it. Apply these things. You know, that's the, the powerful part. Be about worship through the week, making disciples, not just attending church on Sunday, but so much more. Hope you guys have a a great day and uh, we'll catch you next time on On Our Way Home.